Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing? Welcome to hey, your soothing podcast where we don't talk about natural disasters at all. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. I want you to just sit back and listen to the waves. Yes. Mm. The impossible waves. <laughs> yes. That's right. Hi, I'm Charles D. Lincoln. It's just terrifying. <laughs> I hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> just no. Yeah, that's Charles. I'm Chelsea. Hi. This is Cinematic Autopsy, and you're here. Yeah. Yes. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, he's going to do that one day. <laughs> and today is that day. So, there yeah, you go. Hi, we are here to talk about the 2012 film The Impossible, starring Ewan McGregor. And Naomi Watts. Ian McGregor! <laughs> and baby Spider-Man, Tom Holland. <laughs> and two other kids who no one has any idea who they are. It actually calls them by their character names. No, so yes, they are called Simon and Thomas. And they're yes. played, so Thomas is played by Samuel Jocelyn. And Simon is played by Oakley Pendergast, which is actually an amazing name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Oakley Pendergast sounds like he like hunts poor people for sport. Like, he probably like, does. That's a really, really snooty name. <laughs> but And it's not even spelled like Oakley, like with an L-E-Y. It's L-E-E. It's awesome. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Um, I also have to bring up, uh, there was a slight tragedy um, while we were, while I was taking notes of this. Oh? Um. Well, uh, so the person whose Netflix I use um, has some sort of problem with their credit card. No. Um, so I wasn't able to watch it on my, my PS4 like I normally do. So I went into the living room where my rest of my roommates are, and I watched it on that Netflix. And uh, while taking notes, I had a very friendly visitor who decided to, uh, to sit next to me. Um, Sadie? He, what? Sadie? Uh, no, Mishka. Oh, Mishka. Okay, great. Yeah. But he knocked the plug out of my, uh, my laptop, and I lost a half an hour of notes. No! So I will tell you at the point where I'm just going to be going by memory. Fantastic. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's at a very distinct point, like, more my, because then, then I turned my laptop back on, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, all, like, two pages of notes were gone. Yeah, and you're like, I'm not re, I'm not redoing yeah. this. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah, not rewinding Yeah, that's, like, my worst today. nightmare. When we do this, I'm just, like, yeah. my notes are gonna be gone somehow. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, Charles, I'm not going back and rewatching it, I just give up. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, not doing this. So that's, so as soon as I did that, I took notes from where... Um, but I'll say it's from when the men, uh, from the Thai, from the little Thai village, uh, take her back to help her. Yeah. Until, um, Ewan McGregor is, uh, walking in the dark. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, so the impossible. It's described as the 2012 English language Spanish disaster drama film. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, and it's directed by J.A. Bayona and written by Sergio G. Sanchez with help from Maria Bellone, who's the actual woman that Naomi Naomi Watts' character is playing. So she did the story. She had one um one like sit down five hour long interview with the with the people and it's just because this is actually what happened to the Bailon family. And they used all of the actual people's name, except for Ewan McGregor's called Henry in this instead of Alvarez, which is the actual person's name. But, you know, whitewashing, we have a British family instead of the Spanish family it's actually based on. So problem yeah. there. Um, yeah, well, which which brings up the problem that I was speaking to you about a little earlier. Mm -hmm. um, in that, I, and I was really thinking about that while watching this movie, is that when you get famous actors, like really you know, famous actors. At no point in this movie did I think of Naomi Watts as as uh, Maria. Ma Mars Maria. Maria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I did not think of her as Maria at any point. Like I was entire time, I'm like, oh, Naomi Watts. Yeah. Well, Ewan McGregor's character name is never even said. Yeah. So and yeah, and like you know that doesn't like that doesn't like hurt the movie to me, but like as someone in filmmaking, I realize it's a problem. Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. like the fact that like we have that like kind of it, it breaks. There's never a fourth wall. No. 
you know, because the whole time I'm thinking Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. Um, but, um, yes, yes, and I'm going to say his name like that every Ewan. time. Ewan! Yeah, but what Ewan I love, McGregor! What I love about this is that the Balon family, like, they were involved with the movie from start to finish, and they actually, even though they were whitewashed, really approved of everything. Well, um, I mean, come on. If, if they're going to have someone else play you in a film... Wouldn't you want like, it to oh, be Naomi Watts? <laughs> yeah, you could be like Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. And you know what? And Naomi Watts and Ian McGregor are, um, honestly, they're a believable couple. If you told me that they yeah, were actually they were, married in real they life. They were an actual couple in, well, not an actual couple. They played opposite each other as a couple in the 2005 movie Stay. So they already had yeah. that experience of being Yeah, like the whole time before. I was like, I could have sworn they had played a couple before. I yeah. hadn't seen it, but I know I've seen them in a movie together. And, like, they're, they are a believable couple. If you told me that Ewan McGregor and, and Naomi Watts were really a couple in real life, I would believe it. Yeah. Like, because no, they, they just seem like people who would be. Definitely. Um, but what I love but, about this woman, though, M Maria, right, Balone, mm -hmm. she sat down one five-hour-long period, and she sat down with the people who wanted to do the film, and she said that she had... Um, she had two objectives when doing this, and one was to try and scare them, and two was to look in their eyes and see if they're the ones who really wanted to swallow this big responsibility. And so much of the film is actually what happened to them, which is crazy. So I guess I should go into this actual terrible natural disaster, natural disaster that actually happened. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the like Thailand Indian Ocean tsunami back. It happened on December 26, 2004, which is they put it on December 26th in the movie, which is great killed at least 225,000 people across 14 countries, um, including like Indonesia, Sri Lanka, India, the Maldives, and Thailand. Um, the death toll um, alone mostly hit 200,000 people died in Sumatra's, I don't know how to pronounce it, for, so forgive me, Ake um, province. And yeah, I just still, they still don't entirely know what this, what caused this tsunami, but they think it was the underwater earthquake that they think happened there, but I believe it was the first one really on record of this like caliber yeah. in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, it actually it actually gets uh, mentioned in Teresa and Allison, um, but I, it would be right. a spoiler to say how. But it, but this tsunami actually does get mentioned um, because so I, I because like you know one of the things that they don't really touch on in this movie because you know I. I am always looking for just unpleasant facts about life because I guess it, it reinforces my worldview. Yes, it does. Um, and I would just hear all these stories about all this fucked up stuff that happened after this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the movie itself is this, like, you know, triumph of, like, luck, pretty much. I mean, the fact that they all ended up in the same place yep. really was just out of luck. It's just pure um, luck, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do like that. I do like that it wasn't just like, you know, oh, look at the, you know, rich white people going in and persevering over everything. It was more, yeah, you know, they were lucky to be alive. Definitely, um, definitely. I really, because, go ahead. Well, well, well I was going to say, because like, I remember reading articles about how like, um, you know, groups of businessmen and stuff would be like going into Thailand afterwards and like looking for orphan children to like sell into sex slavery and stuff mm -hmm. and like you know like it's it's just uh, you know and that's not touched on in the movie but it's like there's so many horrible things that happen during it right it's incredibly um, it's incredibly fucked up it's, yeah what i love about like little factoid is so um lucas who's the eldest son in this in real life he um he's been in the uk he's at the forefront of the pandemic when it was bad he's a doctor now and the younger two simon and thomas are um they actually became like they're all into philanthropy and they like advocate for tsunamis and natural disaster and people with PTSD, but they're both lifeguards. How yeah. cool is that? I'm like, of course <laughs> they are. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, there's there's nothing you're going to find in like a pool or like, <laughs> you know, or like a local beach that's going to compare to what they've been through. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so fucked up. It took it took um five weeks. And of course, we can get into this. Well, well um, let's yeah, let's get into that when we get to that scene. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But um, but. 
Yeah, it's just it, a lot of what actually happened actually happened to this family. So I guess I'll go into more little factoids as we get into it. Yes, but, yes. You know, the movie opens with we hear waves and it's black, but the opening credits are happening. We see it's December 6, 2004. It's the, and it says the deadliest tsunami on record hits the uh, coast of south, the southeast coast, coast of Asia. And lives of countless families all over the world were changed forever. And this is the true story of one of these families. So we hear things like cracking and breaking, there's wind, and we have a black screen, and we hear like whirls of something happening, and then it's just the opening shot of a comp sea, and then a plane just coming into view. And the reason that they chose to have the plane be the opening shot is because Maria Ballone said that that's what the tsunami sounded like, was a jet plane. Mm-hmm. So that's why they put that in there, and I love that. So we're in the airplane, and um, a page fall out of falls out of, and this is what you were talking about, where I'm like, no, Naomi Watts's book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now we see one kid with Obi Wan Kenobi, and um, and they're having this like you know just domestic like did we set the alarm before we left no i was the yeah. first one out of the house no i was i didn't set it yes we did set it have you even seen him as obi-wan kenobi i have i have seen that i've seen one of the like the prequels I've seen one and two i think yeah okay okay yes because i remember you telling me that you hadn't really watched any star wars films well i watched um, the phantom menace in theaters and i remember just like oh, crying i remember crying yeah. and having to be taken out of the theater that was the response of a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> mom was like all right fuck this we're leaving <laughs> yeah so um that happened but um uh whatchamacallit so so the whatever the she makes a joke about hippies being in their bed when they get back, and I thought that was cute. And then turbulence happens, um, yeah. and I forget which kid is sitting with Lucas. I think it's Thomas, who's the middle child. Uh, yeah, and he said that that Lucas won't talk to him. So mom gives her her seat, or gives him her seat, and Lucas is being kind of an asshole to his little brother, and um. And he says that everything scares him. And then turbulence happens, and Naomi Watts gets scared, and Tom Holland doesn't. So then we have the landing. And well, we well you didn't say who Tom Holland is. You just said Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, Lucas but is you Tom didn't, Holland. You didn't say did. that he was playing. Um, I already did earlier. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so. The, Future Spider-Man Tom Holland, by the you, way. Yes. So we're in Kaolak, Thailand, which is, um, they actually shot there at the Orchid Resort Hotel, and they actually shot a lot of the movie in that actual hotel which is awesome so they were actually at the orchid hotel they were at the orchid hotel which is super dope um yeah the so there's a guide showing them around they get out of a van and they said that this just opened a week ago which is just super depressing yeah (laughs) as it is um there was a mishap they wanted to be on the third floor but they get upgraded to a bungalow and he yeah. talks about how he works for a big company in Japan, which is true. Alvarez Ballone did as well, and that they move around a lot. Um, she's a doctor, but she's just taking care of the kids. Maria Ballone was actually working during the time. Um, Lucas, I love this. So Lucas is in the fridge, and he wants a soda, and uh, Mom says no. Then there's this great shot of the actual view, and I love the like creepy, om- ominous music. Um, that plays as we see her getting dressed for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, and like this beautiful um, we, silhouette. We we also kind of skipped um well, it was just one shot, but I think I really like the um there's like a really beautiful symmetrical shot of them driving through like this road in in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um and I I really really like that. But um so yeah, so at night, uh we see them re- uh releasing lanterns into the air because it's Rapunzel's birthday. Yes. Um this came and, out two uh, years after Tangled, so you know that they took this from Tangled. <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of the kids is upset that his lantern is going in the opposite direction of the other, and I assume this was some sort of foreshadowing about the tides or wind currents or something, but I guess it is not. Um, we see a, pay- a pay-per-view shot from a video camera as the kids are woken up. It's apparently Christmas, which you wouldn't know if they didn't tell you because it's tropical. And we're so we are, we are so used to Christmas being like you know snow and Christmas trees and you know this very like East Coast you know even when we see stuff in California it doesn't look right, right. when it's Definitely. like yeah like Christmas in Florida fuck that yeah yeah exactly yeah. so um you know there's a trail of coins leading um to the presents mm-hmm. and uh, there's a whole shot there's a bunch of shots of them uh you know opening their stuff and everything. Um, 
And then we go to uh, the family is now playing on the beach where yeah. Tom Holland but is Simon showing off. But Simon gets a little red ball. Simon gets the red ball, the little yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And, Tom, and Tom Holland is showing off his crazy acrobatics, um, which he actually uh, used when he played Spider-Man. Like, I, I remember watching a video of him where he was doing, like, backflips and stuff, and, and they were showing about how a lot of stuff he did in Spider-Man was not a stuntman. It was Tom Holland, actually, because he's just, like, this crazy little acrobat. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah, so there was some nice underwater shots and, um, and, and a lot of B-roll of fish. This movie really likes doing B-roll of, like, plants and insects well, and, you know, and yeah. stuff like you that. You know what I realize that I'm putting together now? I love, they do, they have a, they do a very good job of the contrast between, well, of course, the underwater shots now versus the underwater shots that happen throughout the rest of the film, but also yeah. the drone footage is great in this, too. So the stuff mm -hmm. from below and the stuff from above is really awesome. Yeah. In this. Yeah. So a lot of time is spent with the family in bed when one of the kids can't sleep. Um, he asks if we can go outside and look at the stars. They say maybe tomorrow, um, which, you know, he actually ends up doing. Um, yep. So he, he got his wish. Um, you motherfucker. So they're going towards the pool. We see some, uh, some hot man boobies from one of the extras. Um, <laughs> oh, most we... of the extras? Did you know this? Most of the extras were actually survivors from that tsunami. Oh, wow. That's, Isn't that that's crazy? Awesome. Like, I was talking with well, Dan then... earlier, and Dan was like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> like, it's just, like, crazy. I don't know. Like, I would, see, I would think, well, then I guess that guy has earned his man boobies. But um, that, uh, I mean, to me, I could see how that would be therapeutic. Yeah, like, you get a kind of catharsis from it. Yeah, like, I've mm -hmm. known, you know, like, and an, an maybe not, yeah, like, a natural disaster, but I've known people who were, like, real-life um, survivors of, say, sexual assault. Right. Well, who the, are, who, yeah. yeah, who like, you know, jump at roles where like they could get to be in control of like a rape scene or something like, you yeah, know, that makes sense. Actually, the response from the victims on this film was really, really, really great. So there's a guy, Simon Jenkins, who was a British survivor from Portsmouth, um, wrote to The Guardian saying that the film is beautifully accurate and that he got a kind of catharsis from it, a catharsis from yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So they're sitting by the pool and there's just such opulence going on. And like, I realized like. At that point, I couldn't relate to the family because they just seemed too rich for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, like they have a whole and, and, you know, but that doesn't last long because the tsunami is coming very, very soon. Yes. Um, but a, 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 about this moment before, like maybe two, three minutes before the tsunami hits, I was really starting to like lose interest like, in them. Interest in them. Yeah, because it was like, wow, these people are richer than like anyone I've I've you know, ever even been personal friends, not anyone I've met, because I've met a lot of rich people in my life, but anyone I've ever actually chosen to be friends with. Um, yeah. But, you know, so um, she proposes, uh, you know, going back to work, and he kind of brushes her off to go play in the pool with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, someone is making some sort of smoothie, and then the blender stops, and then there's a strong breeze that makes Naomi Watts lose her bookmark. And the yes. ball the kids were playing with blows away and it starts to rain. And I love how quickly all of this happens. It happens so quick. So little quote that Maria Ballone actually said was that she said that she started to hear a very horrible sound. I was looking around thinking maybe this is just in my mind. No one's recognized this sound. I felt like the earth was coming apart, but everything looked perfect. I yeah. was facing the sea and saw a huge black wall. I didn't think it was the sea. I thought it was a black wall coming to get us. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, like, you know, well, one of the things that I really liked is everyone's pausing and then we see all the birds going in another direction. And that's always when you know you're fucked. Yes. <laughs> Whenever all the birds, like that really, like that is, <laughs> birds are, are, people don't understand how much birds are the symbol, the universal symbol for your fucked. Yes. That's why they bring them into mines with, that's why people bring birds with, into mines with them. Yes. Because once the bird, once the fucking canary dies, you know that you're fucked. Yeah. And when, whenever you're anywhere and all of the birds leave the direction you are in, Something really awful is going to happen, and you, you should probably fucked. head. In, you should head in a direction where those birds are going, because otherwise you are seriously fucked. Yes, um, yes, that's true. What I love about this too is like their positioning, specifically how Naomi Watts' character is up against that plexiglass thing or this glass thing with the book page that flew away, and uh, Lucas is chasing after the ball, and um, Henry is in the pool with Simon and Thomas. Those are the exact positions that the actual family was in. 
Mm. Which is awesome. I love that. But yeah, just the stillness before fucking nightmare happens is awesome. And then, as I said, we hear that rumbling and we start seeing the trees fall. And and that's the thing is like this happens so fast. It's not like you're you're able to like, oh, shit, the tsunami's coming. Let me go get to higher ground. Like you don't have time. You will die. Yeah. Like you have like a minute before this hits you. Yes. You you can maybe get I don't know if you're really if you're like an Olympic runner, you could maybe get 50 feet to 100 feet from where you are mm-hmm. by the time this gets to you. So it's not like you have a chance of escaping this once it's headed your way. Yeah, it's so fucked and it happened so quick. So quick. I just, oh, God. It's like every time I watch this, and this is like my go-to, like I will watch it if I'm like, I really want to feel fucked up right now and I have the time mm-hmm. movie. Um, so I still get like, I still get like really anxious and like chills when I know this is going to happen when I've seen it hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's just, you see, she's just like, uh, well, yeah, so it hits Lucas first. And he goes underwater, and he's just screaming for dad underwater. And then she's just, like, holding on to dear life, like, clutching her book against this glass, and then there's a blackout. And then we just see, like, blood and dirt and light and water, just, like, all sorts of fucked up. Um, And she's clinging to a tree. So this scene, this whole sequence where the, um, like I said, they did actually shoot at the Orchid Resort in Cowlock, um, but they also had a miniature version of it for a lot of the destruction. So this whole sequence lasts about 10 minutes, um, and it took a year to finish this 10-minute sequence in post. And they only actually let the waves hit it once. Like, so they only had that one shot because it was too expensive to rebuild everything, which is crazy. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, um, I, I wa- when I'm watching the scene, I was really wondering how they were how they did it, because it's very obviously not CG. Mm-hmm. Too many like real things are moving in real time. The director refused. For- CG was proposed and the director yeah. was like, no, yeah, we're not doing that. And, you know, and I'm like, but th- this seems very large. So I was really wondering how they did it. And, you know, um, it was a year in post, but it was also like five weeks um, shooting. Mm-hmm. And I watched, um, you know, one of the making of videos, and I'm sure you'll go into this um, a bit more, but uh, there was like a big, uh, they they made like miniatures. And when I mean miniatures is like, you know, when you think miniatures, so many people think like tiny little models that like you can play with your hands. But this was like for like the the huts that are normally like, I don't know, 30, 20, 30 feet or something were like mm-hmm. four feet. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, and then they had like a wave. Uh, they generated a wave that like yeah, knocked all the stuff down. Yeah, it was the specific company that they brought in from Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Like those little videos I've seen them before. Just like yeah, look up the making of this movie and the wave company that like did it. Because I'm just watching it. I'm like Jesus fucking Christ. And Tom Holland was 14 when he did this, and he said yeah, he said that it was absolutely terrifying. But Naomi Watts and Tom Holland spent five weeks in this giant yeah. pool with these waves they didn't have doubles for them it was them yeah. <laughs> it makes me wonder um when they did this in the sequence of filming yeah um because um i was uh watching one of the three-hour videos of alien resurrection and the making of that movie and there's a whole scene where like the uh the part of the ship they're in is flooded and they were in this like you know olympic-sized pool and apparently that's what they shot first. Wow. Like that. So that was your introduction to the movie was being in a, you know, in a like a pool for like, you know, 10 minutes at a time underwater for, um, you know, for like the first two or three weeks of shooting. That's so fucked up. And like all of them were like, oh, my God, I've never been more miserable. And, you know, and some of them are in like leather, like while they're underwater. No, thanks. And it's yeah. And I'm just like, it must have been the most miserable experience. I'm like, how much money is this? Okay, fine. (laughs) You know, um, but yeah. So I wonder when when this was shot, where like, were were they were they? Yeah. Like, were they used to each other yet? Or like, did they, um, you know, know. was this like, hey, Tom, you know, (laughs) this is your mom in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Get in the pool. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I didn't find out that information. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we see, uh, you know, we see her uh, cling to a tree as the water rushes over her. She screams, but no one able to come help. 
Uh, we see the tree she's clinging to is in the middle of a very large rush of water, and it was such a cool scene. Just, like, um, the zoom out of the damage and the raging yeah. water. And, of course, she's got this giant gash on her eyebrow. Like, she's starting to look like shit already. Yeah, yeah. like, the water is completely gone through the resort, and more tidal waves are on the way. We see her children washed away. She tries to make a swim for it, but the tides are pulling Tom Holland away from her. Mm-hmm. Then she gets stabbed in the boob by a branch. That shot was um, so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland is holding on to debris and tells his mom to swim towards him. They manage to both grab a mattress. And I love his first thing. It's like, Mom, I want to go home. And it's like, well, it's a little late for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're struggling to get uh, grab each other's hands when the mattress hits an electrical pole and they're separated again. There was such Fuck. a, I love the shot of like the SUV, but like a baby crying Just in it. Like, as with it's the baby away. crying, careening down the water. And you're like, well, yeah. that kid is dead. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, so I imagine the water couldn't, you know, and that's the thing. Like I, 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 I had no idea how they were doing this. Like, obviously the water couldn't have been so deep that it was going to drown the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and especially if they're doing this for five weeks, like, you know, you you couldn't be swimming that whole time. So it must have been must have been like four feet of water or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It must have been at least they could have stand in it, but that's still exhausting. Something like, where they could somehow like make an SUV like that float. You know, that's probably yeah. enough water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a tidal wave washes to, uh, Tom Holland over. He clings to a pole screaming for his mother. Sees his mom getting washed away and she looks like she might be dead, but Mm-hmm. Then it turns out she's still breathing. They swim to each other, embracing, and they swim to a tree. And he goes to climb on it, but she says he has to stay really still. And he confesses to being scared, and she hugs him. That's a big theme she- throughout this: is that every one of the five of them says that they're scared at some point throughout yeah. different parts of this movie. I also, um, yeah, I want to point out also how great this movie is at making you think that someone is dead. You know, yeah. they're very good throughout the film. You're like, oh, fuck. Well, that person's gone. Well, that person's gone. And yeah. so it's just even more like, oh, fuck, yeah. It's, well, I the really... funny thing about it is there's a couple times where it's like, if you forget this is a true story, where it be, where like it, then it becomes unacceptable. And then it's like, oh, well, that's a really cheap for them to, to tease that, that death. And then and then the person isn't really dead. But, you know, it's but like, this wow, actually that, happened. It's so that really. Up. Yeah. Like if, if this were fiction, I would be complaining about how I felt they lowered the stakes a couple times yeah. by making people we thought were dead, not dead. But because this is real life, you know, uh, that totally happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the doctor said that she was underwater for more than three minutes in this first sequence. Like, yeah. That's how long she was actually underwater, which is crazy. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, there's an awesome shot of them wading through what looks like milk. Like, the water is just yeah. so white. And they pass a dead animal of some sort. It's a um, dog, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, they get out of the water, and Tom Holland freaks out at Naomi, uh, Watts' bleeding leg. She goes to check it, and she notices that her boob is hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she fixes away. it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah. as I said, no one really wants to see their mom's boob. I've, I've unfortunately had that experience a couple times. Um... And, uh, you know, they walk through these, like, swampy reeds to an area that is just destroyed. Um, her leg is bleeding profusely at it's this It's so gross. Yeah. Uh, she starts coughing up blood, probably from when she got stabbed by the branch. Um, she can barely walk now. Um, great scenes of destruction on this. Um, yeah. And he's telling her they have to climb up a tree because if there, another wave hits them, they'll die. Um, but she starts hearing a child. Um, mm-hmm. And Tom Holland doesn't want to actually help the child, but she tells him, what if it were your brothers? And he says, my brothers are dead, pretty much. Um, And so they go to do this, and I realized, like, I was just thinking about how fascinating adrenaline is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of the things, I was watching a video with um, uh, Shayna Baszler. And she was talking about how when you're in a fight, and this is so true, she's like, you don't feel... um, anything that's happening to you until afterwards. And she's like, when she, the, her last MMA fight um, against Amanda Nunes, she tore her ACL. Oh, wow. And, and that's when she knew something serious had happened because her leg hurt. But just the fact that it hurt, she was like, oh shit, something really bad must have happened because normally... If you're in a fight or if you're in any sort of dangerous situation, you're not feeling any of the things that happen to you until afterwards. Right. You don't feel it till afterwards. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So she so when she said like shit, the fact that her leg hurt meant she knew something really serious had happened to her. Yeah. 
So, and that's kind of what we see here is that, you know, Naomi Watts is powering through everything when she's in the water. And now that things are calmed down, she can barely move because of all the injuries that she sustained. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, she convinces um, Lucas to go and, like, she says, even if it's the last thing we do, like, we should go help this kid, which is exactly what happened. And so I love that Lucas just, like, has this, like, brief second of, like, all right, where are you? And calls for this kid. So they see the boy. He's just covered in a tree, like, smooshed horizontally. Um, he's crying. Um, Lucas asks his name. His name is Daniel. Um, and so Lucas gives Daniel a piggyback ride on this tree that they're going to. And I love this, that he sees like a floating can of soda. Um, I'm just like, uh, 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 um, but so he props Daniel in a tree and he goes back down for mom, but she says she can do it, but she's struggling. Um, and then a vine snaps and it makes her leg wound worse. I love the, like, I love the blood, just the blood in the like milky, dirty water that's Mm -hmm. just it's so good um he clasps his hands in order to hoist her up so they're all in a tree um and she's able to rest now actually um this did happen they did find a little kid named daniel which is amazing that this all happened and mario eventually wound up writing a letter to his deceased mother daniel's deceased mother about how grateful she is to have met her son which is adorable um so Lucas cracks open the can of soda, offers it to her first, and Daniel's on a higher branch. And I love how Daniel, like, Naomi Watts gives Daniel the Coke, and he's just like, he's like, I'm going to drink all of this. Like, the kid um, is so sweet, but then gives it right back to Lucas. And I love how Daniel just pets her, pets her hair and, like, tries to wipe the dirt from her arm. It's yeah. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, I wrote, Naomi looks sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, Daniel is really touchy-feely with her arm. Yes. And it's 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 kind of creepy, but I could understand why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. So then there's a shot oh. of a crab and I'm like, crabs yeah. will outlive all of us. <laughs> well, more more B-roll of crabs and then dead bodies with crabs on them and fish dying out of the water. Um, yeah. This is a great shot of the island. The entire island just fucked. Yeah. Um, and a shot of the two of them waking up when they hear a rustling. And there are some dudes walking through the wreckage. Um, she calls for them, which honestly I would not do. I am not trusting enough for shit like that. Yeah. Like, well, when it's a disaster know, like that, you never know. You know. I would. Like, I would one hundred percent think that they were pirates or something like that. But they were pirates. Thankfully, they are. No, not. I mean like you know. I don't mean like you know our pirates. Yeah. I mean like you know our... modern. Yeah, <laughs> modern pirates that like you know butcher people and Death like pirates. you know hold hold hostages and shit. And um, so the men are dragging her through the mud. She's screaming as they uh, speak Thai. Um, it's hard to know if they're helping or hurting her here. And I'd be you know. Uh, so there's an extended shot of her eyes that then cuts to him speaking, but we hear no audio. Um, yeah, he's which was, singing. He's singing a native song to try and calm yeah. her down. Yeah. Yeah, and here is where my notes disappear. So okay. this is So we're back to yeah. this like little village and there are elders like giving her water and like trying to care for her and it's all women. I'm like, of course. Um so she cries as she thanks them as they like dress and redress her wounds and then um, men come out of this hut with a door to put her on and they hoist her up into it and Lucas is by her side. Um and she, he says that he won't let them go without him and I'm not going to leave you, I promise. So now they're in a truck, but Maria asks where Daniel is, and Daniel's not with them. So we're like, fuck, well, Daniel's, maybe these are still death pirates, maybe Daniel's dead. I don't know. So, but Daniel's not there. Um, The truck is going down the highway, and I really love this shot, too. This moving shot of them on the back of this bed of a truck, and there's just people suffering on either side of the highway, like, there's just people are calling for the truck, people are just, there's broken limbs, and they're just sitting on the side of the highway, and then there's a truck in front of them just full of bodies um but they get her to a hospital and i'm just like this is part of it if it like you said if it hadn't actually happened i'd be like huh where she gets special attention at this hospital these thai people are like we're gonna take care of you (laughs) yeah you know um and no one else but the hospital i love the hospital because it's so fucking it's just chaos Mm-hmm. Um and Lucas is trying to follow mom, but this hospital is just a fucking nightmare. And then we see a TV showing the destruction. Lucas is watching it, and then I love the shot of the guy with the like compound leg fracture going by. Um, 
they really hit it home with how gross this is. So there's people on the floor in the middle of operations in this open room. And it's just horrible. And then the Thai guy who rescued her walks off and Lucas thanks him. So she's somehow in her own room. Um, she gets her own room and she has Lucas look through the medicine cabinets for meds because she's a doctor. Doctor comes in, thanks, thank God, and she tells him that Lucas or she's all that Lucas has in the world. Um, yeah, well, I remember, I remember it was antibiotics that she yes. was looking for distinctly, but all the labels were in Thai, so mm-hmm. Lucas couldn't tell what any of them were. Yes. So she says, "Yes, I need which, antibiotics." Which, which I'll, I'll just say is another reason why, if you're going to visit a country that English is not the primary. Uh, uh, language, it'd be a good idea to at least have a preliminary knowledge of what that language is. Yeah. Because you never know if you might need to know it. Exactly. I got lost in Paris and was only able to, like, get help. I'm French, but don't speak any of it. I was only, I only was able to, like, find my way back because of what little Spanish I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, so you never know. Um... Yeah, so he gives her something, and she, um, she like, screams as he undoes her blouse. Um, and, of course, Lucas looks away again. I love that he keeps doing that. So she says that she lost her husband and her two children, and if anything happens to me, blah, blah, blah. So this is something I found interesting. So Lucas is taking apart. It looks like a lime peel. Maybe this is, like, a native fruit or something. It's a tangerine. Yeah, but the it's I've never seen a tangerine with the with the peel green like a lime. It was cool. Yeah, I I had no idea what it is either. But later on, when she says to uh, give it to the give a tangerine give the tangerine to the person yeah, yeah. Uh, next to them, that's when I'm like, oh, I guess that's a tangerine. I guess it is. So she asked Lucas if her leg Lucas if her leg is still red, and he says yes. And she said it can't turn black. Um. So she says, eat it. Or, no, he says eat it, like, to the tangerine to give her some, and she calls him bossy, and then I love how he's like, I wonder who I take after. So there's this woman next to her, and um, she's, just, she's just not doing great, <laughs> and Lucas offers her some of the tangerine, because mommy told him to, and she's coughing, and she's just puking up black stuff, and then it causes Naomi Watts to do the same. And I love, I love that Lucas is yelling, stop it, mom, stop doing that, stop doing, like, because he's just, like, fear for, so, so scared. And then I love that he's in focus in the foreground and in the background is the doctor's pulling this giant vine out of her throat. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, so there's someone calling for Francesca. Everyone's lost someone. And Maria says, you got to do something, Lucas. So she watches him as he walks off to try and help. And I love that this shit also happened. Um, he's got these crazy, like, spine injuries on his vertebrae. Um, it's really gross. And so... It looked like he had... Uh, it looked like he had just had, like, a really bad session of, like, when people do cupping. When people get cupping done, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it was... It, but it was all, like, down his spine instead of, like, in little, you yeah. know, like, on the meat of your back. <laughs> um, and that's... I remember he meets a Swedish dude who starts asking if he, if he can find... Uh, his you know, children. his family for him. And then when he starts going around the hospital asking for that, uh, another person asks him to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the last notes I remember writing before my computer got uh, shut off was, um, I can't keep track of these names. I don't know how the hell this kid would uh, be able to. Especially, like, suffering from all the trauma that just happened. Yeah. Well, he acquires yeah. pen and paper, and there's, like, several people. I had a laptop. I have, I have better technology <laughs> than he does. And yet, it was really hard for me to... There was, there was um, Benstrom, and then Peter Barry, and then an Anna Maria, and then there's, like, so many other ones. And then there's a... I love the voiceover, too, of just people calling for people mm. um, in, like, a circular pattern. That was great. So then he's going through the hospital calling people's names. Eventually, he says, Morton Benstrom, and this little ginger kid perks up. Um, and... He looks at his file and he says, I'm going to, I know your papa, I'm going to bring your papa to you. But the kid gets up and is so excited. And he's like, no, it's a very long way to go. You're not coming. I'm going to bring him to you. Um, And they hug and it's cute. So he goes and he finds dad. And I love the shot of just the dad looking at Lucas being like, what? Like some, there's hope. And of course he just finds the one kid, which means the wife and the other children are dead. But hey, it's one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And so then there re- there's a shot of them being reunited and crying and Spider-Man looks on is what I wrote. Um, and he gets back to his mom's bed. She's not there. The bed is gone. Um, her file is gone. He panics. 
someone else has her bed and then the nurse comes and she says that she's gonna help him but what she does is she takes him to like the orphan kid tent which is super depressing well yeah well i mean he he kind of she slaps a sticker on him that might as well just say orphan on it well um, i was like it's like your holocaust number is what it is basically like the, you're the number of whatever child that like is not gonna have a place to go after this which is super sad you know but it, it, it should also be noted that she seems to be the only nurse who really can speak english yes and again they're giving particular attention to this family yeah um uh he she asked his name asked where he was staying the orchid beach resort doesn't know what happened to them um he's alone in this camp crying and then there's a drone shot of just like the hospital chaos that's going on and then we see feet like covered in blood going through rubble and then dan said that's obi-wan kenobi isn't it (laughs) (laughs) so yes it was he picks up he finds the red ball that simon got for christmas and he calls for Lucas, calls for Maria, and then I love the, like, big shot of just, like, there's, like, a ship, a ship wreckage, or, like, amongst everything that somehow the ship got thrown all the way back inland to while this was happening. Um, and then what they do here is, again, you know, I'm just like, fuck, Simon and Thomas, they're gone. Like, they have to be. They're dead. Um, there's a chopper overhead. There's more drone wreckage, uh, shots of the wreckage, and... So he's walking back to what's left of the resort, and inside there's, like, a rescue party. And there's a hole in the hotel room ceiling where he's at, which somehow, you know, it's funny that they initially wanted to stay in the third floor and were upgraded to a bungalow, and now he's on, like, the third floor of this thing. Yeah. Um, he falls down, someone checks in on him, says that they're t- sending trucks out to drive him to the mountain, and he says, tell them I'm back. And then you hear this guy go, hey, kids, your dad is back. And they just, like, they peek in from the hole that's in the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, So Simon talks about the helicopters he saw. And Thomas asks about Mom and Lucas. So Thomas comes down. And um, Simon wants to come down, too. But he doesn't want to destroy this five-year-old's life. So he tells him to go count more helicopters. Um, He says he haven't found them. And then Thomas asks, did you see lots of dead people? (laughs) Um, He talks about how the kid burnt his foot on the roof and how he wants to leave. And so what Ewan does here is he tells Thomas to look after Simon because they're, he's going to go to the mountains and he can't go because he has to keep looking, looking for his mom and his brother. And I love Thomas saying, I've never looked after someone before. I'm scared. <laughs> um, and of course, he's seven and a half. So I'm like, this is fucked up. Um, so Ewan says that he's scared too, and the scariest bit um, Thomas thinks is when the water hit, and he says, no, it's when I came up all alone, but I'm not scared anymore. So I imagine your mother and Luke is scared. Together I have to go look for them. And so, yeah, I'm like, this is not great parenting, I have to say. But um, someone's on the phone. Someone has cell service, but he won't let Ewan use his phone. And I noticed it. Which is understandable. Yes, but it's the only American in the film so far. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. Um, so he puts them in the truck and says, behave yourself, stay with this group, see you in the morning. He left um, someone in charge of them in that. I looked it up. What's her name? Her name is uh, Simone in this, and it's played by Marta Etura. And she's not very important, but she's somehow, like, she's somehow sixth build in all of this because, <laughs> because she has a name. Um, so she puts her in charge. Um, the truck drives away and he's all alone in the rubble. A, a lot, like, the cinematography is great in this. Just, like, the shots as, like, as the scenes are ending and as they're coming up. So, you see a flashlight in the dead of night. And he's screaming for Maria and Lucas. And I love just the shots of passports and wedding photos from people who are obviously dead. And then he falls. His flashlight doesn't work anymore. But then a truck comes with, like, the big overhead lights. And someone asks yeah. if he's okay and to get in a car. So, the next scene, we're in this, like, rescue place type thing. where Yeah. yeah. It, it was, like, I, like, because uh, here's where my notes pick up again. Um, but it was pretty much like a command center. Um, yeah. You know, like refugees go there and where they also kind of set off search parties to look for uh, for survivors and stuff like that. So it'd, it'd be like a makeshift command center. Yes. Um, and uh, one of the men, uh, Carl, I believe his name Carl, was. Carl, played by uh, Sonke Mooring from Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Well, I won't hold that against him. Anyway. And uh, <laughs> so movie, uh, <laughs> Carl uh, gives him the phone and he uses it to call home. Um, basically, I, I assume he's calling because I don't. I didn't have notes uh, on who he's calling, but I assume 
That was the grandfather that they were uh, talking about. I think that uh, he was on the phone with uh, her parents. Yeah, that's what I assume it was. Yeah. It was uh, her, you know, his father-in-law. And he breaks down on the phone. I've um, never seen Ewan McGregor cry so much. Like, he did such a great job. The acting yeah, is fantastic in this. He's done it. See, I, I like Ewan McGregor because he does. Ewan McGregor has never been afraid to be vulnerable and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, there was a long time, like, when he was younger, when every movie uh, he did, you saw his dick in it. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, no, like, and he, you know, like, Ewan McGregor has always been, like, very fearless and not afraid to just, to be not, and that's the thing, like, I always like actors like that, who are, who aren't afraid to be non be unglamorous and aren't afraid to be, like, in a vulnerable state or anything, like. Yeah. And he, he certainly did it here. So, you know, but they give him back the phone and they tell him to call again because he can't just leave it like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love I love that they it's just like it's like, oh, there's nice people and he's not American. So I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So he promises his father in law he won't stop looking. Uh, Carl asks if he can go with him. Mm -hmm. um, and then we see the kids come from each other at a refugee camp and the woman asks if she may sit with them. Um, yes. I on I'll be honest with you. I really feel like this portion of the film could have been cut out. Well, it wasn't completely necessary. No, I mean, like we really just learned that Thomas is actually very smart and yeah. can actually take if he can say constellations at seven and a half years old and have this intelligent conversation with this woman. Then I think he can take care of his little brother. Yeah, it's really what we learned. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know. Um. So we. Basically, it's a whole thing about stars dying, so we can skip ahead to Tom Holland is in a tent at this point. <laughs> um, and the and by when I say stars dying, I mean the stars in the sky. Um, so the nurse who speaks English tells him to come with him. They ask him to identify uh, Maria's possessions. And it's so funny, when Naomi Watts is not on screen, I recognized her as Maria. But when she's on screen, it was Naomi Watts. That's so crazy. It, it's just weird how that works out. So he doesn't recognize anything. Um, and then they ask him to come with them, and it was revealed that his mom is actually still alive. Yeah, and I they loved the first up her thing identity. She, yeah, and I love that the first thing she asks is, where the hell have you been? Yeah. <laughs> and he freaks so, out, like, where the hell have you been, mom? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so, someone changed her records during surgery. She's too weak to have her leg operated on. Um, but they operated see, on her chest. Yeah, yeah. so we see Ewan McGregor and uh, Carl looking through piles of bodies to see if they recognize the dead. And uh, I realize it's a very pretty beach, even with all the death uh, going on. Yes. Um, so it was a great transition to him walking on the beach into him walking into what I guess is the command center again. Uh -huh. um, and they're going to try, they're going to um, basically go to a hospital and they're going to try that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, but he sees the lady. So there's like a truck of kids pulling up in the background and then leaving. And then he yeah. sees this lady that he met, that he left in charge of his children. And she tells him that. They took the kids away and sh they wouldn't let her go with them, which also yeah. happened, which is fucked up. Yeah. Um, but also in reality, Alvarez was never really reunited with Simon and Thomas. Like he lost them. He thought the whole family was dead. He didn't find yeah. any of them up until like a day later, which is crazy. So so my question on that is where were they going to take the kids exactly? Do you know? I, I think this like orphan camp thing yeah. outside of the hospital so that they could try and relocate all have all the kids in one place. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but they were, they wouldn't let her go with them. I mean, if they were, wouldn't, if there was an adult watching them, wouldn't they not qualify as orphans? I don't, she probably fucked up and was like, they're not my kids. Oh, okay. That's what yeah, I yeah, assume yeah. happened, that she fucked it up for everyone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, well then, uh, you know what, let's take a break. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll be back after a word from our uh, sponsor, which is not a refreshing beverage that you can uh, drink while you're uh, in a tsunami. Yep, no. So, hey, we're back. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, we start now. There's a beautiful overhead shot of Naomi Watson bed just looking like hell. She looks so um, bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see Touchy Daniels in the hospital, actually. Um, and then Daniel goes off with a guy who uh, hopefully is his dad. No, They're really familiar with each other. Yeah, it's um, actually. So, Johan, they actually had Swedish people. So, Johan Sundberg and his father, actually, Jan Roland Sundberg, played his dad, which is cool. There you go. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland looks upset by this, but then eventually starts smiling and going back to tell his mom. Um, well, and, mom's uh, not she, good. <laughs> yeah, well, well her, her first question is, what color is her leg again? And 
He says it's still red, but he goes off to tell the uh, nurse that her leg is looking really bad. So I'm assuming it's black. Yeah. Or at least starting to turn black. Um, Carl, uh, meanwhile, um, you know, gives uh, Ewan McGregor the names of his children. And uh, they, they're, at the, they're at a hospital. And it's, apparently it's the last hospital they haven't checked. Right. And he says he'll be back in five minutes, um, which the only thing I can think of is in a regular hospital, I can guarantee you, you won't find someone in only five minutes, never mind during a natural disaster. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Because I can tell you, I had a um, an ex-girlfriend who uh, she uh, got into an argument with her employer and um, and left um, and then never came home. Oh, wow. And I was freaking out. I was like, you know, I was halfway through, like, calling every hospital in the uh, in the area she was in mm-hmm. um, and also getting information on the uh, the boss in case I needed to uh, do anything to him. Right. Um, and then I found her in, like, the fifth hospital I called. Wow. And it turned out the cab she got in got into a car accident. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so I rushed out to Suffolk County to get to the hospital that she was in, um, which she said was the most romantic thing anyone had ever like done in her. Aww. Cause she's, cause she hadn't even gotten a chance to call me yet. Um, you know, it was just like, she was going to call me and let me know she was okay. As soon as like, she was a little more conscious and then I just kind of show up. Romance isn't dead after all. You know, um, and, you know, so I can tell you when you run into someone in a hospital who who did not expect to see you, that there's like this real sense of relief on there. Yeah. Um, but um, I can guarantee you, though, it takes a lot more than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But so, so Carl gives gives Henry um, the names of his wife and his kids, too, just yeah. while he's in there. So now he's supposed to find his family and Carl's family in five minutes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Maria's in pain. Uh, Lucas goes to get her something. And so we're in, we're, there's more shots of the fucking chaos in the hospital. And Ewan, Ewan's in the back. Um, we see yeah. Lucas. Well, I, this is just like, this is the only part in the film where you're like, you know, this didn't happen. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of them missing each other by like 45 seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of like, so Lucas is walking, he goes downstairs, and then he runs just around the corner as, as Ewan came down the stairs just a second ago. And then Ewan's yeah, or Ewan's like outside the curtain. Yeah, he um, just misses Maria. He's looking Maria. for her, but, it's the but only she's curtain. the only person with a curtain there. Yeah, the only person <laughs> with a curtain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she sees the shadow, and so he's now, he was at first on the outside looking in through the windows, and then he's inside, somehow found a magic door, got through, and his shadow of his silhouette is on the other side of the curtain, and he doesn't think to peek behind the curtain. So that's the only, this is the only part where I'm like, this is, you know, bullshit. Um... But, uh, yeah, she look, She just keeps looking horrible. And Lucas is running up some stairs. Ewan's on the balcony, and Lucas is on a higher one. And Lucas sees his father's legs. He recognizes his, like, legs and feet. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, as, as, uh, as a little bit of uh, suspension of disbelief breaking as that was, that was a nice shot. Yeah, it was. Of, of Ewan McGregor in the foreground and Tom Holland in the background on the other level. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, so um, he goes to run... Um, but uh, it's too late, and his dad has left. Uh, Simon, meanwhile, uh, are on the truck of the orphan truck, the um, orphan which truck. happened, which happens to be right outside the hospital. Uh-huh. Um, and he runs off to go pee. Uh, and uh, you know, Ewan McGregor gets back into the truck he was in, but the engine isn't working. Convenient. Um, yeah. So, and then he sees the kids playing ball um, with the red ball. And, yeah. Yeah. So his brothers uh, call for Lucas. Um, the brothers are reunited, and their dad sees them, cue inspirational music. Yeah, but it was um, such a good sequence, though. It was, it's just like, it's like a tearjerker moment where they hear him, they scream for him, mm-hmm. and just these little child actors, like, giving yeah. it their all. It was so good. So good. I'll, I'll take your word for that part. I have no soul and no heart, and well, just, we, know, we know this. I, I I was just like, all right, all right I I get it. I we're, love the shot of yeah. her of him looking up and like seeing dad, and then and yeah. just the shot of Ewan McGregor like looking like, holy fuck, are these my kids? 
Like, yeah, what? Yeah. That's really cool. So, I mean, it was just very, it was a very, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if I, even if I didn't feel anything because they said I'm dead inside, I, <laughs> I understand other people would feel things here. Yes. So. Yes. I yeah. felt things. That's why it was like, yes. I was thinking about it. It was like, Charles is rushing through this because he hates children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then Carl, um, Carl says there's no need to wait. So the, so now the see, engine works. See, he already told me that I don't have to wait. And I could just rush through the uh, thing. Carl was telling me that. Carl was so. giving you a sign. Yeah, so yes. the engine somehow works fine now. Yeah. Um. So Simon, Tom Holland, ta- yeah, yeah, takes him ahead. to see the mom. Yeah. Uh, who is in? Who is becoming increasingly wearing colors? Um, like she looked dead in the scene where they go up there to see her. Yes, she did. Like that is that's not a healthy car- uh, color. No. And in fact, she even asked if she's dead because I guess they uh, showed her a mirror or something. Um, well, no, but, because um, she was like, she thought she was <laughs> well, yeah. in heaven because she's with her whole family. <laughs> but why would heaven look like a hospital? I don't know. <laughs> See? <laughs> the whole point is that none of us know. <laughs> well, I would be very disappointed. Number one, I'd be very disappointed if I die and find out there is a heaven. Because, you know, and then number two, when they're telling me I have to leave and I'm like, why does it look like a fucking hospital? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuck all you people. Then I'll kick St. Peter in the balls. Anyway, uh, so she's convinced she's dying and tells them to take care of their children. Um, And I wrote how families touch each other is still weird to me. Yeah, because you're weird. Because your situation was weird. This is well, pretty yeah, normal. Like, raised it like a box, like in a, you know. This is like, pretty normal behavior. <laughs> human touch is weird to me when I see families do it. But at the same time, I understand other people probably do it. That's just a personal thing. Um, so Maria is now next to the woman who vomited earlier, and they're waiting to go in the um, operation room. And what I love about this space is that there's just blood and like bodies and clothes all over the yeah. floor. It's disgusting, and I love the overhead would, would, shot with like the hanging light and just the two of them, the only living things in the room. <laughs> would Would you say the bodies have hit, hit the, floor? the floor? I think they have. Hit the there floor. you go. <laughs> really, nothing wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> One. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, she tells him, she tells Maria that she had a family, t- that she has a family too, and that she's been saving her strength because she wants to see them one more time. Yeah. Um, they, they go to hold hands. Uh, and it's a, I love this shot where they go to hold hands, but she gets wheeled off. Yeah. Uh, before they can. Yes. It's awesome. And, uh, it's awesome. And then so yeah, what so, happens next oh, is she's just like, um, Afraid to sleep. She's afraid much. to like, sleep yeah. because she doesn't want to yeah. fucking die. So I yeah. love that they say she says close. The nurse says close your eyes and think of something nice, and that's what she said to Thomas when he couldn't sleep in the first scene before when he wanted to look at the stars. Yeah, and think of something yeah. nice. And this is just so the anesthesia happens, and this is fucked. Um, <laughs> everything about the event, the natural disaster, replays over, but we actually see her breaking through the glass. Um, we see how every injury she endured from start mm-hmm. to finish happened on these great underwater shots. Um, and she, I see that she hits her head on the cement surrounding where the pool was. And then I love how the light just cracks through the cement. There's like this light like a heaven thing. It's really well done. Um, and I don't know what I wrote there. Something gets Theowat. Whatever that means. Um, well, can, can I just, <laughs> the one, one note that I want to say before we get past this scene um is uh tom holland i they did a great job of making him look like someone who was like 14 going on 30 <laughs> like they did it no like you know like after after kids see shit it ages them you know and like yeah they did a great job of like making him look like a kid who is like just seen so much shit like i've, I've lived through some shit man you have no yeah. idea <laughs> yeah, yeah you're absolutely right um, yeah, and there's, like, this chaos among, like, the coral, and she's screaming, and then, um... Uh, that, this... that, by the way, sounds like a headline in, like, Atlantis or something. <laughs> chaos like, in the coral. <laughs> chaos among the, co- among the coral. Yes. Uh, today yes. is, you know... She's screaming among the coral. <laughs> yeah, there's a great know. shot of her, like, near death, underwater, floating up into the light with, like, other bodies just falling around her. Um, that have hit and the I floor. love the shot too of her hand coming up through the water, then her body, and then there's like this crazy violin crescendo, and it's like ah, life, she's alive. Um, 
So Ewan McGregor tells Tom Holland that, <laughs> that his mom's okay and that they're going home. So they have a van. They're in a van. Then they're out of a van. But she's still in the stretcher. And somehow they're getting, like, um... They're getting, like, special treatment again. Um, so someone's there to send them to Singapore General where she will recover, which is, as I said earlier, what actually happened. Um, yeah. And they're getting ready to fly, and there's just bodies everywhere. So it's, mm-hmm. like, it's the worst vacation ever, really, is what it is. So I like how they st- – we're in the plane now. They strapped her onto the plane on a stretcher. Lucas goes to mom. Um, she's happy that she's here with him, and – Tom finally tells mom that he saw Daniel again. He was seemed, I think he was with his dad. He was in somebody's arms and he was so happy. And then they cried. Um, so Lucas has to go yeah. to his seat. The plane, ta- the plane takes off. It's somehow a private plane. Um, so I, I, I just want to point out at this point when they're expressing love, I did check how much longer was left in the film. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, the funny thing was, I looked at it, it's like 15 minutes. I'm like, how the fuck are they going to get 15 minutes out of this? um really long credits (laughs) yeah that was the thing it's like right after that everybody buckles up and the movie ends yeah um and i love the shot of the very calm sea as they're flying away the calm sea but the wreckage beforehand that you see her looking at yeah yeah and that they had they had marked her as muriel barnes yeah um and we also see that the note that carl gave Ewan mcgregor uh with his uh kids names on it was the note that his family had written for him uh yeah. letting him know that they were going to be at the beach yeah so fucked um, up. and i love the shot of the uh out the windows of the plane as it takes off like i really like i i really like that shot i haven't really seen other films do that for a plane taking off before right right yeah and it's just it's i i don't know i love this movie and i love that of course they show a picture of the actual family at the end yeah yeah really really but yeah 11 minutes of credits 11 minutes of credits yeah um which i assume about nine minutes of that was probably everyone involved in the tsunami scene wow wow yeah because that took a ton of work yeah that's probably exactly what it was i love that they went back and like recounted everything that happened to maria like that you still get to see Mm -hmm. the tsunami when it happened again later on in the film it's like a reminder that this is horrifying um, yeah, it actually was one of the last films produced um, in the studio um, Alicante um, City of Light, which actually closed after this because of the low number of films that they were able to produce. So this was that oh. studio's last film. Um, mm. Yeah. So crazy. I just it's, I mean, this this film, it had a forty five million dollar budget. Um, and it definitely was a success in the box office. Um, in Spain, the film was released on October 11th of 2012, opened 638 cinemas and grossed $11,569,306 on its opening weekend, which ranked it number one as a per cinema average, um, of 18, over $18,000, um, which is the highest grossing opening weekend for a film ever in Spain. Um, and which is just nuts. Um, it earned, it wound up earning over 50, almost 55 million at the Spanish box office and a hundred, over 180 um, million worldwide. Yeah. So it definitely did. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I feel like it probably could have been a half an hour shorter. Probably. Um, but once again, a lot of that is probably my just not relating to, to like, family <laughs> yeah i didn't relate to the family at all like yeah. they were too rich and then a lot of this like oh they're hug, they touch they and touch love each, each other, other and all that sort of stuff and i'm like i don't relate to any of that like what is this nonsense <laughs> but it, it got... <laughs> you know but i'm sure other people are like oh oh my god that's so beautiful and i'm like yeah yeah no i <laughs> loved i loved that um yeah yeah so but it, um it got naomi watts a nomination for um, an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and a SAG Award. She got noms for all of those. For this. Did she win any of them? No. Oh, who won? I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's, um... That's the impossible. So I wanna mm. I wanna keep it depressing next week and we're gonna watch the reunite the re the reunion, excuse me, of Rose DeWitt Bucator and Jack Dawson, Leonardo DiCaprio and Is that the title? And Kate Wins. No, it's their characters in Titanic. But when they oh. when they were reunited 
for Revolutionary Road, which came out in 2008. Yeah. So we're going to watch that. It's depressing. Stay tuned. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> we'll see if I find it depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's very slow. It's very yeah. much just like people in the 50s in Connecticut trying to raise their family. But mm. I'm you like, are really selling it to me. <laughs> yes. It's a well done film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's slow. It's in your least favorite decade. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's the family what... touches a lot. The family touches a lot. <laughs> Charles is going to kill me after this. 90% of the cast are children. There are children in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are. Well, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Revolutionary Road. Um, yeah. I, uh, I know I've seen clips. Is, is Ed um, Harris in it? I think so. Okay, because I remember seeing a clip of Ed Harris as some, like, not nice guy in it. Probably. That sounds right. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that'll so tune in next week for uh, Revolutionary Road. Yeah. Um, so, in the meantime, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, you can do so at charles.d.lincoln. Yes. You can find Christopher Fitzgerald. <laughs> that's what it's, I, I, don't, I don't know ed harris no i don't know whatever i'll figure it out um anyway i was gonna say people yeah well you're like you can find christopher fitzgerald no we can find chelsea lesage yes at chelsea. no one can find christopher fitzgerald i want to find christopher fitzgerald um yeah you can find me at chelsea.lesage on instagram and you can find us together too at cl yeah, i was gonna say i was gonna say you're gonna get us sued by someone whose name is actually christopher fitzgerald you're getting all of our yeah. getting all of our fan base writing him and bothering him that's fine <laughs> I'm ready. You need some excitement. Yeah, so you can so, find yeah, us at so CL Squared. Uh, CL Squared? Yes, CL Squared Productions, Productions on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and our um, if you want to hear us uh, talk about uh, women's wrestling, you can check out our other podcast, um, Beyond the Bell, or as they say in France, Beyond the Bell! Um, yes. So, yes, uh, you can find that at uh, anchor.fm slash beyond. The H E Bell. B E L L E. B E L L E. Yeah, well thanks yeah. for listening, guys. Like Disney. Like the Disney Bell. Yes. Yes. Like 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 the beauty Beauty and the Beauty beast. and your mom. No. Alright, bye. Thanks for listening. That's not very nice, Chelsea. <laughs> Avoid tsunamis at all costs. That's the moral of the story. Well the no, the moral of the story is you can't avoid them because they're so quick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, just, I guess, always uh, the moral of the story is learn the language of any country you're going to, even if you're a very white, like privileged, rich family staying in a really nice uh, resort. And always wear a helmet. That's bound to help. Well, that'll just make you look like you have like mental problems. If Probably. You're a helmet. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to us mm -hmm. and tune in next week for uh, Revolutionary Road, where... Um, uh, there will be uh, lots of families and children and touching, which uh, doesn't sound appropriate. In the All 50s. Right. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right, everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs>